Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. All right, everybody, calm down. We're here. This is more than we can say for Joe Biden, right, Corey Walsh? Well, first, we got a message from our president. <laughs> we do? What a great way to start the show. Have at it. That's literally, yep. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot. Excuse me. I couldn't. Agree. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I, I honestly, that, that <laughs> you know, he, he's right. It's the most salient, the most salient point. Our our wonderful forty sixth or forty seventh or forty eighth president, whichever president he thinks he is, uh, is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a, a, a Joe Biden comedy hour, I guess now, or I slash Hunter Biden comedy hour, right? That's, is that where we are at this point? Is that where we are in the United States of America with like real things going on? Like January yeah. 6th, of course, where were you on January 6th, Corey Walsh? How's that work? Just <laughs> oh, watching it. Sounds like code. <laughs> yeah, I was putting in work in my Hawaiian shirt there, bud. <laughs> you are wearing a Boogaloo Boy Wait. shirt. You are wearing a Boogaloo Boy shirt tonight. <laughs> No, the, I want to. I want to say right now, uh, to set the record straight, the Boogaloo Boys stole my my swag. I didn't steal it from them. You heard it. He, of course, is Corey Walsh. You heard it here first. They were like, "Look at that motherfucker over there in that Hawaiian shirt. Look at that drip. This is that looks like freedom. That's what we're gonna. That's we're gonna emulate that." <laughs> And I was over there just passed out in a lawn chair with a beer in my hand, probably. For the eight people who still care, Corey, where can the people find us? Yeah. Um, so thanks for uh, joining the Libservative Podcast. We can be found on all of your social media and podcast platforms. You could find us on Facebook at Libservative. You could find us on Twitter and Instagram at Libservative Pod. You can find us on Twitch at Libservative Pod. You can find our monologues on the show, the Transcast Forum at Libservative at WordPress.com. You can reach out to us directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. We are on TikTok. We don't make videos, but we have. And it's a Libservative Podcast. Uh, like, follow, and share. Give us a good review. It helps us boost up our uh, namesakes and more people see the show. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. The people love us, Corey. 92% really said if I did, they'd go for it. Yeah. You're right. 92% of them the people love us. Read the poll, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> read the polls jack i mean that's right. that's that's clearly where we're, where we're going to start the show it's really funny is that Corey and i were actually uh in our, our show meeting we were uh discussing how much we really wanted to talk about hunter biden's iphone and we were trying to really get into it and then we and then i think after the conversation was over sometime between then and today we're like nobody fucking cares who actually cares because i tried to dive into this and pretty much all you can find with regards to Hunter Biden's iPhone is that it's pretty much the same thing as what happened uh, with his, uh, his 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 laptop 
which basically just pointed out that Hunter Biden's a fuck up and probably a pretty major piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's stuff to care about, but everyone's caring about all the wrong things. The only and I really th- want to get into that, Dan, but first, what you drinking? I'm drinking a, a delicious Cherry Bounce Manhattan sponsored by Mammoth Brewing. Uh, you know what's funny? People probably, or Mammoth Distillery. People probably think Mammoth is a uh, sponsor of the show. They are in no way a sponsor of the show. I just really like their booze. Uh, since uh, taking the trek up there. So here it is. It's got this delicious red color. I don't know if I showed it last week. It's, I think it's the same thing I was drinking last week. With I these think so. delicious brandied cherries. I'm drinking... Uh, Sorry, it's my thing right now. Just some wild turkey on the rocks. I uh, So it's one of the first s- bourbons I got into. Yeah, I haven't drank it in like months. It was one of the first bourbons that I liked. Yes, and like You simpleton. I know. I saw the bottle. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my roots. I'm going to go back to my roots and taste some of this wild turkey. And it actually, it, it held its flavor. It's a little bit more sour than I remember, but it held its flavor. And for the people from the city of Michigan, or from the you state of Michigan. You do this, man? You're drunk. drunk. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. <laughs> uh, going back to our roots, let's talk about Steve Eiserman. I need you to lay down why everyone in the city of Detroit's excited about now about the Red Wings. Uh I don't know because he built the team that is the uh 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 that was I should say was almost three-time Stanley Cup champions until they were defeated by the Colorado Avalanche this year. The guy knows how to build a team and he uh made some some I would say periphery signings that will uh boost their I'd probably say top three scoring lines going into this year. Good young goaltender. The Red Wings are going to be a good team again very soon. It's called the Iser plan, Corey. And why is your, are you gone? Is your screen frozen? What is going on here? Are you there? <laughs> Dude, I feel like you just explained everything that I wanted to hear. And you missed it. And my fucking shit cut out right when you explained it. So don't worry about but, it. I'll listen to it later. I'm glad you said. I'm glad you explained it to me, Dan. I'm really excited. I'm really excited, you're Dan. Gonna, you're just gonna have to go back and listen. It's 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 uh it's referred to as the Iser plan, and uh, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna be we're gonna be hockey town again, quite soon. Great, good young goaltending. Great, I'm excited. Good young goaltending get bigger on the blue line, as they like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sub's back. Uh, Pedo Pete? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, Sub. No, who's Pedo? No, Pedo Pete. He's moving to Michigan. <laughs> Wait, He's coming no. back because the wings are doing good. No, wrong Pete. I was talking about, uh, I, was, I was talking again about uh, Hunter Biden's iPhone. Oh, Biden. Because, <laughs> Pedo because Pete that's. Biden. No, no, I said uh, a guy who was in the in the stream last week is back, Sub. Mm. He was talking about the abs. That's, well, I don't know. Actually, he just said Red Wings have not been good since the Russian Five, and I was going to say I don't know. They went. True. They were in the playoffs two for straight like twenty three years straight. Two straight cup appearances: two thousand eight, two thousand nine. One one lost one. That's long after the Russian Five. But yes, the Russian Five was the the big turnaround. <clears throat> along with and they a, all got in a car accident. Scotty Bowman. Um. Anyway, enough hockey talk. The people don't care. I'll t- I'd be happy to talk uh, hockey cares. with uh, with Sub and, and you whenever. <laughs> yeah. 
I've I've even got the uh, the Russian hair flow going on now, so I'm. Oh, I know, I saw that. I've been, I've been meaning to mention that. I'm like, what do you got? Yeah, you uh, you in some uh, you in an ice hockey league or? No, I just haven't gotten around to cutting my hair. Fuck it, let it grow out. But the chicks dig it, and probably so does Pete Buttigieg, who's uh, who's moving to Michigan. Uh, yeah, he is moving to Michigan, isn't he? That's not that's not um, the uh, particular Pete I wanted to discuss, Corey. I wanted to discuss. Well, we got a couple Pete's to talk about. <laughs> I wanted to discuss Pedo Pete in Hunter Biden's iPhone because I'm looking at this and I'm going, and we're going to get into like real reasons to hate Joe Biden. But uh, going back to what we were, what I was trying to start the show with, which was uh, what really matters when it comes to why Joe Biden sucks. Hunter Biden has nothing to do with it. And I'm getting, I'm getting to this, uh, point where I'm starting to think that Hunter Biden's electronics are basically the, uh, right wing version of Russiagate and January 6th, where they just like, we're at this point now where it's like, we're just going to keep trying to find reasons to put our political opponents in prison, but have nothing of any, concreteness to actually doing so and so the only thing that's different about hunter biden's iphone than what we already knew about what was on his laptop was this supposed pedo pete person (laughs) his dad and his phone is pedo pete well that's the speculation and and the only reason to believe that the, the, the only correlation to that that i've really been able to find is that apparently joe biden in some uh email thread years ago used a pseudonym that used the name peter peter henderson peter henderson peter yeah. henderson <laughs> yeah and so somehow that means that uh pedo pete in uh in hunter biden's iphone means that that it's joe biden and it's like i mean i guess that's a correlation you could make but really good good luck getting that to hold up in court you know what i'm saying right. it's, it's like i i, I mean I, I guess i get it but it's just it's just this push for Joe Biden's a pedophile versus, uh, you know, Donald Trump is uh, a, 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 a seditionist, if that's even a word. I, it doesn't matter. I'm making it up. Uh, and it's like the, the, the same things that we've said about Donald Trump on this show multiple times. There are a million reasons to hate that guy. Can we stick to those reasons? And same with Joe Biden. Like, I don't know, inflation. Inflation is just a great place to start, but we got to focus on Hunter Biden's right. electronics. Yeah, yeah. Inflation alone. uh there's a there's a specific number of people who think Biden is actually doing really bad with his inflation numbers, and it's one of my favorite numbers. It is actually sixty nine percent of the country thinks that uh, Biden is not handling inflation properly. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I really teed it up for you. You did, you did, you did a fantastic job. In fact. <laughs> Uh, it w- I mean, it, it's at the point now when, when you're looking at like, uh, uh, I don't even like to call them left wing outlets, but like establishment Democratic outlets like the CNNs of, or the New York Timeses of the world. They're abandoning Joe Biden in droves. In dr- you can, dude, you can tell it's insane. You, you can tell by the headlines. In fact, you've even got Joe Biden lashing out at reporters at this. Mr. Point. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two thirds say they Read don't. Read the poll. Read the poll, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92 percent of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority no, of Democrats no. say they don't want you to run again in no. 2020. Wait, 
minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to start this over, and for the and for anybody watching the live stream or uh, or watching the recording, I just what I love about this video is that is Joe Biden like rolls like like walks up intimidatingly to the reporter, and it like and he's got like an entourage. <laughs> <laughs> no, him. he doesn't, Dan. He doesn't walk. He shuffles. Oh, that's, well, you know what I mean. I, I was trying to, <laughs> just, try, just trying to make him sound a little bit tougher than he actually is. But here we Mr. go. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Here we go. Here we go. Read the poll. Read the poll, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in twenty twenty four. Ninety two percent said if I did, they'd vote for me. That was Joe. <laughs> he, he's wrong though. It's it's ninety two percent said that they want somebody else under the age of thirty. Like what? Did did? Oh my god! I don't know. I feel like he's literally pulling a trump, but only cherry picking numbers that just, stick in his head. I just can't and get over. They're sticking the- in his head is how he wants them to stick in his head. There is no poll. There is not. One goddamn poll, Dan, that says 92% of anybody wants him to run. Sub says he was acting like it was a WWE wrestling interview. I think that's the perfect. uh, That's the perfect. (laughs) It's just like. 92% of my family wants me to run, Jack. (laughs) Jill Biden and Hunter are both polled. What happened to the other 8% (laughs) of your family? So Jill wants him to run again? Not, Not a breakfast taco? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had Yours to. is diverse as a breakfast taco, Dan. <laughs> as unique as a breakfast taco. Thank you. I thought it was just Biden doing the gaffes. I thought it was just Biden doing the gaffes, but it's that is his wife, too. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Anyway, we, we, like, we were going to spend some time on Hunter's iPhone, but there's nothing there. There's nothing there. So we're going to spend time on reality, which is his atrocious yeah. polling numbers so if we're going to talk about should that if we're going to talk about uh the um should i uh break the uh the chronology of the show and read my monologue to set the tone of how we kind of feel about biden and hunter and his uh polling numbers if we're gonna keep talking about that get after it all right so i wrote this little monologue and it's why hunter biden will always be a nothing burger Oh, Hunter, you crazy son of a bitch are the words I usually utter to myself when I see the crazy stories come out about the man. A man who acts exactly like you'd expect a crack addict to act. Now, I don't say this to disparage addiction. My personal belief is it is, in fact, a disease. When pressed, my response is that someone who has the ha, someone has to have a chemical imbalance to knowingly put their bodies through hell on a path that ultimately leads to death, whether it be today or 10 years from now in an alley or on the white house or in the white house rose garden, a chemical imbalance is a simplified term to describe all sorts of mental disorders, including self harm, self harm. Why would putting oneself in harm's way, knowing the outcome be any different, even if in this short term, the self infliction results in instant gratification. I have my crutches. We all do. The difference is some of us can set up parameters and some succumb to their demons and are engulfed due to a lack of properly firing neurons to combat impulsivity. I'm no scientist or doctor, but I've worked in the mental health industry and traumatic brain injuries to be precise. And one of the things you learn is based on an injury, impulsivity is a common after effect when someone's brain gets knocked around a bit too much. 
that wiring, so to speak, is fragile and complex and sometimes is wired just a tad bit faulty to where someone is a little bit off by society standards. Now, this is by no means giving Hunter a pass. I can feel bad for the guy as a person, but still be pissed about how he has a, has gallivanted around on his daddy's name, making millions, not on the sweat of his brow, but the silver spoon he was born with in his mouth that has been used to melt down various mind-altering substances. Being from a broken, repaired, broken, repaired, broken, repaired family, I've seen the devastation of what drugs can do to loved ones. I've seen family members tackle their demons, and I've seen family members who are no longer with us get tackled by their own demons. And that leads to my first grievance. I've personally watched family members be thrown in jail and break our families up over a smidge of what Hunter was doing with Russian prostitutes. While he was out out living a consequence-free rock and roll lifestyle in his Fonzie leather blazer, if it wasn't for his name, he would have been on the same corner as my relatives were being busted by police and thrown in jail for 90-day stints in the wash, rinse, repeat cycle our judicial system has become due to our war on drugs. The double standards of the elite versus the working class in this country has, for far too long, been a pay-for-play for the rich and a lock them up and throw them away and throw away the key for the peasants. My second grievance is with the American people who have fallen for this shiny object, the easy target of the aforementioned drug addiction. Sure. The memes can be comical. It's easy to disparage someone whose daddy got him where he is and just and just who his daddy is for that matter. And let's be honest, that's just what the Biden family wants. They know their son, by all accounts, is a fuck up. Disease or not, you can try to heal it or let it fester. And when your enabler is the commander in chief, you don't need to heal. The pain can continually be mended by the very disease itself. The memes are the perfect distraction from the Chinese companies Hunter has staken that are owners of subsidiaries that are buying our strategic oil or the Hennigy's or the Hennigy's transaction or Burisma, all tales that can lead to assumptions of conflict of interest of conflicts of all tales that can lead to assumptions of conflict of interest. And rightfully so all examples of the elite serving self-interest while the working class works for more hours and less pay, but go ahead, talk about the crack pipes and hookers. You're making the Bidens proud. A fuck-up son is way easier to explain away and laugh off than the shady behind-closed-door clo- behind deals in smoky rooms. And it's fair that just sent, just sent a good tone to like where, where I'm at with this shit. It's like, you know, the, it's, it's the typical tell-tale story that we hear all the time about Republicans where they get a good tidbit of information where they caught the wheel on the car and they don't know what the fuck to do with it. Well, it's, I think it's even, it's even simpler than that. It's, it's just, it's this, it's this low hanging fruit political bullshit discourse that we like to have. I don't think, I don't think shitting on Joe Biden for his son's issues, right. Is, is any different than shitting on, uh, Donald Trump over January 6th. Like they, they both have um, uh, responsibility in each of those said cases, but at the end of the day, it has very little to do with who they are as presidents or how they right. run the country. You know, everyone gets fixated on the superficial aspects. Like if we want to get really nitty gritty, is it uh, Don Trump Jr. is the one that no one really talks to? It's Eric Trump, right? The one that's looks like he's always on coke and drunk as well with the brown hair one has blonde one has brown don jr was it 
Don Jr. is the more uh, um, in the public eye. Is he the one with the dark hair? They both one has brown hair. hair, one has black hair, <laughs> and one you, you just don't about? fucking hear about. What the hell are you talking about? There's two. There's two fucking Trump kids. <laughs> there's Don Jr. and there's Eric Trump. <laughs> What's the one that's always making Twitter videos? He looks like he's coked out and drunk as fuck. That's probably Eric. I have no idea. I think so. The one that has the dark hair. That's Don, the one that no one really talks about. And Don, then the Don, one with the Don Jr. is the one that spends a lot of time on the campaign trail with his dad. The one that like he's like trying to be the the the, the favorite, but he's just not. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So Eric Trump is the one that whenever he makes videos, he looks like he just, he looks like us after an episode of Libservative, just half in the bag. Are you sure you're not talking about Baron? (laughs) Baron's like 13. Poor little Baron. (laughs) Poor kid. Everybody loves Baron. Read the polls, Jack. (laughs) Read the polls, Jack. There's got to be a poll about that somewhere. Who's your- There's got to be some sort of poll about, do you like Baron Trump? Your, yes your, or no? Who's your favorite Trump kid? <laughs> Everyone's like, well, Baron doesn't talk much. Well, all the perverted guys are going to say Ivanka, so that's not fair. Your favorite. <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing about? I'll tell you later. <laughs> um... But yeah, and it's just the so what kills me about the the Hunter Biden shit is literally everyone is talking about the dumb shit that he's doing as acting as a crack addict as an as a crack addict would crazy gallivanting around taking wild pictures making crazy videos and stuff like that but nobody is talking about the fact that he is a big stake owner in a company called Cinepac, who is the owner of a subsidiary of a company who is buying our strategic oil. Chinese, by the the way. Chinese, yeah. Now, and that's what kills me, dude, because that's technically, everyone's freaking out about it, but it's technically not illegal. Laws are on the books that when we release strategic oil, it's bought by the highest bidder. Now, what kills me about this also, though, is we're releasing this strategic oil and like we can release as much as we want, but like in-house, our refineries before all this shit hit the fan, because we just haven't really been like investing them and stuff, our refineries are already at 90%. So they can release as much oil as they want. It's not going to be refined in-house and it's not going to be released to the American people. It's literally just going to be sold to the highest bidder. So the highest bidder happens to be a company that is owned on a big percentage in a double digits by Hunter Biden's investment firm that he founded himself. And it's things like this. It's things like Henegis that, uh, what's his face? Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, is this the one? Nope, this isn't the article. Let me find this article real quick. Right. Grassley. Chuck Grassley from Iowa. He was raising concerns. So he says, as with the Uranium One transaction, there's a cause for concern that potential conflicts of interest could have influenced the CFIUS approval of the Henegis transaction, Grassley wrote. So I'm talking about another thing that was called the Henegis transaction, that the Kerry's and the Biden's all had their fingers in and the Republicans are freaking out about because they were calling it a conflict of interest. Now, I am someone who is a big, 
big proponent of accountability and getting away from anything of conflict of interest. And ever since this Ukrainian war has happened, all this money that's being spent, there's just all of these elite fingers in all of it, all over the place. And the Bidens are involved in it. And we're talking about now oil. We're talking about like in the 2014, 2011s with Burisma and Henages. There's so many things that we can look into that could really make you side eye Hunter Biden's fingers and all this shit. But our 60 second outlets on the news and 240 character outlets on tweet Twitter are all about Hunter Biden's destructive path that's ultimately going to lead to death. And as an in, as him as an individual, I could give two shits about his little personal conquest of self-destruction. It's the wake that is around it that I don't care if it's Biden. I don't care if it's Trump. There's special interest and self-serving dealings going on with all of this shit that nobody's talking about. And it's just going to get washed over because there's photos of Biden with a crack pipe in his mouth and taking pictures of Russian fucking prostitutes. But and is, do you think it's more because that's the more salacious story? Because I look at this and I'm like, OK, so you see Hunter Biden's ties with Unipec. You know, there was there was the whole the, the whole the whole thing that uh, uh, Trump tried to do before the election when he got a hold of Zelensky trying to get, you know, the Bidens in trouble for their dealings in Ukraine as well. And, and I'm looking I'm looking at this and I'm going, there's some weird shit going on here with Hunter Biden for sure. And you would think that his dad's involved, but it's like, it's just another one of those things where it's like these, these people is, is ridiculous as they are. They do such a great job of covering their tracks. Like how are yeah, you? Biden how, knows the game. He's been in politics for 47 years. How are you ever going to trace any of this back to Joe Biden? Right? So it's, I mean, so it's, it's again, going back to the Ukraine situation, when Trump was, you know, the whole quid pro quo thing, right? The whole the first impeachment ridiculousness, right? There was there was just which no- he was right to ask questions. He fucked up by making it about himself. But exactly, but there, but but there was just no way to push that into a criminal charge. The, all of these people know how to do that. They all know how to avoid that that last little thing that's really gonna that's really gonna send you into being prosecuted for something. Right. You don't think the guys that wrote the laws know how to put in loopholes in there? Like technically the law on the books is when strategic oil is released, it's sold to the highest bidder. We could easily, easily review that law and make it to where it can only be bought in house and released here. Because now we're releasing this oil. That's not going to increase the supply because of the fact that refineries can't up it anyways. And now we're releasing oil. That's, put there strategically for us to where when shit really so we have like i think it's 700 million barrels like strategically put away to avoid what's happening in germany right now and we're selling it globally not helping anything here because it doesn't matter how much oil is released if the refineries can't Refine it. Like process, refine it, <laughs> refine it and process it and give it to us. It doesn't matter. There could be billions of barrels, but if it's not going to be able to, if we're not increasing the supply, then it doesn't make fucking sense. And it's things and like just that. Like, just like Savannah said, he said, uh, the, uh, the gas tax holiday is a joke. And it is because all that does is you release, you, you, 
you lower the price of gas by 18 cents, right? 18 cents doesn't sound like much, but that 18 cents is a make it or break it for a lot of people to where all of a sudden if it's lowered 18 cents, now they can buy gas. The supply hasn't increased, but the demand will increase. So it's just going to bring prices back up. I'm not an economist, Dan. I know, I understand. I understand. You're, you're... <laughs> but it's simple supply and demand factors here. That, just, that you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, I mean, like I also, I'm not a gynecologist, Dan, but I'll take a look. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's just it, though, right? Like, like Biden went into this this whole deal. I don't know if, how much of it was him, how much of it was his handlers. I don't really care. At the end of the day, he the buck I think stops with him. Everything he does is his handlers. Yeah, the, the buck the buck stops with him, right? And and it's like he just he went so hard into this green energy thing that this is where this is where we ended up. We ended up with l- literally. Record high gas prices, which, I mean, economics 101 is when gas prices go up, everything goes up because gas prices affect the entire economy, right? So we're sitting, we're, we're sitting here with this record high inflation, and the GOP has an opportunity to really take advantage of that, but they want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, or they want to talk about Hunter Biden's, right. uh, they want to talk yeah, about, they just, want to talk about his messaging. IPhone. Both sides are so entrenched in this identity politics that we're not asking real questions, because, not bringing up real topics Corey, that can solve problems. It can't just be enough to remove somebody from office, which is what the Democrats did when they got Trump out of office in 2020. That's what they did. It, it, it has to go. We, we can't just get them out of office. We also now have to throw them in prison like a fucking right. banana republic. It can't just like be fucking enough. Nicaragua. It, it like it, it 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 drives me nuts. It started with Hillary. I mean, like uh, Trump started that shit in, in 2016. She she she'd be in jail. All this bullshit. Now we're trying to uh, you know the January 6th hearings. We I'm gotta sorry, throw not Trump Nicaragua, Ukraine. Um, yeah, I wasn't even paying attention to what you said. I was too heated. Uh, <laughs> but but <laughs> I got but, Nicaragua and Ukraine. But now stuff. now we're gonna have that with Biden. Whoever whoever beats him in 2024, if he runs, and who who the hell knows what's gonna happen with that mess of a saga? It's gonna be. Is it gonna be enough to get Biden out of office, or are we are we also going to have, going to have to throw him in prison too? Is that no. what is that what it's gonna be from now on in the United States? Because we might as well just fucking quit now, if that's what we're, right. if that's what we're doing. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Like your ideology is so offensive to me that I completely, I'm so reprehensible that I don't even want to see you walking on the same sidewalk as me, Dan. I want you put in a jail. And going back to the Biden thing we we're talking about, like it's, it's, it's real easy to pin the guy who's in charge all the mistakes that are happening. And I'm still gonna give like we know that there's so many like different wheels in motion and gears in motion and all this that like. What's going on isn't all Biden's fault. Sure. But motherfucker, you're the one in charge. You're the one that's supposed to be fixing these problems, and you're not. You're straight up not even reading polls correctly. And you're insulting someone just to lose just someone asking you questions. Like, listen here, Jack, and you just run up acting all tough because you know you got fucking Here's the polls, Jack. Secret service guys behind you. Yeah. It's and then and then it's nothing but excuses. It's it's inflation and, and it's excuses. And then we've been hearing since what December? Oh, we've reached the peak. We've reached the peak. It's gonna come back down any minute now. And 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 then 
his administration's out there taking credit because the average price of gas is only like four eighty six now. As if that's yes, some sort gone of down. As if dude, the, it's gone up like three hundred percent since you've been the fucking president. As if that's some sort of fucking victory, uh, right? Then that's that's the thing is like you can you can claim that as a win, right? I guess because it's gone down a little bit, but you you also have to say something to the effect of. We still have a long way to go, but that doesn't come out of these people's mouths. It's like, look what we've done and everything else, uh, everything else is Putin's fault. I saw, so I saw our, our favorite uh, uh, grifting uh, establishment, Democratic, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, group yesterday. Occupy Democrats. Occupy Democrats are absolutely oh, dude, a favorite. I told you, I'm convinced they're a psyop. They might be a psyop, but they it, it was something it, 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 they had a meme that said uh, all of all of the, like, there was like six different countries on there and their rate of inflation and it was like, see uh, inflation's up all over the world. It's almost like Biden has nothing to do with it and it's all Putin's fault. While, and that's one of those lying by omission things. Like, what they post it was true, right? All of the inflation is up in all of those countries. That's not inaccurate. It's a global issue. But you, you're you omitting the part where the Biden administration and the United States as a whole has a hand in that by propping up this Ukrainian war that they could easily, easily end tomorrow by bringing people to the negotiating table. But now, Dude, it's all not enough money in there. It, it's it, all such a fucking farce. Like right now, like, like right now. So like, not even oil, but just like the inner workings of how this whole war is going. We all hate each other. There's sanctions going on, but right now the UN, uh, Turkey, I think Romania, America, and Russia are all creating a sort of central command post to where we can allow. So we're working together with them to get ships out of Ukraine that have wheat to the rest of the world in places like Sri Lanka, who has now just overthrown their government and there's the, the president's just gone. And there's really no president Egypt. Um, what is it? I forget. There's a bunch of countries in Africa who rely on this wheat from uh, Ukraine. A lot of the world, and, does, uh, including us. a lot of the world does. And so as we're over there hating each other and making all this rhetoric and the news and saying, oh, he's fuck him. And, oh, no, fuck that guy. No, fuck that guy harder. No, fuck him the hardest. They're all working together to still get weed out. And it's just such a fucking farce to me, man. We're funding this war on one side, on our side, by sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. And then China, who owns most of our debt, they were paying all this money to. They're buying really cheap oil from Russia with money that we're giving them. So we're propping up the Russian side. We're, we're, we're lifting strategy in Europe. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> right. We're, we're, we're lifting sanctions on things like oil and stuff like that uh, in Europe because Europe still needs or natural gas. I'm sorry. Europe still needs their natural gas from Russia. So we're still paying Russia. And then we're paying from this war on our side. And we're propping up the economy on the other side. And it's like, I don't want to see a sovereign country succumb to an authoritarian autocrat. Sure. But if we're going to fucking sanction the country to, to, on the other side to stop it, then you know what? We, we deal with the fallout and we fucking cut them off. 
We don't keep siphoning them money to fund them to kill people that we're also giving money to fight them to try to kill them. Yeah, and it's I and mean, it's just fucking stupid. It's an incredible snowball effect, right? Like the Europeans never should have shut down their nuclear programs if they hadn't done that. Maybe, They're going back to coal, Dan. I what know. happened to our whole freak out about climate change? Climate change is out the window. Absolutely. They're, so, they're not going back to nuclear power. They're going back to coal. Well, some are. Some some are. are Germany is. Re- reopening their, uh, their, their nuclear programs, but it's like they never should have been shut down in the first place. And, and you know, I... I there are probably so many underlying things that the average intellectual idiot like ourselves, there's absolutely no way we could possibly keep track of, 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 of everything here. But we shit on Joe Biden as he deserved. But there's, there's also, there's another side of this, right? We're coming up to the midterms in 2022. And when it, when you're speaking of inflation and, basically the overall mental health of this country and you're looking to republicans to perhaps change this or fix this and Corey, they have no fucking answers they have no answers you know what they're I, i'm gonna i'm gonna just box this up into the smallest box i can put it in that i've been able to find which is how are republicans going to solve inflation they're going to lower taxes, and basically try and plummet demand, which is exactly what the Fed says it wants to do right now. Drive demand down. When, you, when, you, when that is your answer to an economic crisis, you've basically thrown in the fucking towel. Right. You're admitting well, you have nothing. What we're going to do is just try to make everyone just Stop spending. Oh, stop buying shit for a while. We have to. We have to. You know, replenish supply. I mean, even though I think uh, Sagar and Jetty on Breaking Points came up with the number on this, something like only like a quarter of um, uh, economic dive into recession actually has to do with demand. What are you going to do with the other three quarters? Because the whole thing is fucked when you're when you're entering a recession and inflation is still going up. I mean, that is that is economic suicide. Yeah. You have to fix one of those things. Or you're going to keep driving up prices. You're going to keep driving more and more and more people out of the market for simple things like gasoline and food and housing. And then we sit here and we talk about throwing our political opponents in prison like a banana republic real fast. I mean, I don't mean to be a fear monger or anything, but that, that is like a straight shot in actually becoming a banana republic. Is this where we're going? I hope not. What I just and I think, honestly, I find faith in the polls, the fact that like that that's where like the narrative is going. But like regardless of party identity. Was it 70, like 70% of people don't want Trump to, or Biden to run again and like 68 don't want Trump to run again to where the, 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 the political opinion on a macro scale in America is like, no, no, we don't want that. <laughs> Let's get rid of all these fucking idiots. Like we want something else. So you have, you have faith in the American people, but not the system. Because I feel like, oh yeah, the system's fucked, but everyone else is finally realizing it. So what do you do? 
How do you prevent how do you prevent a Biden Trump 2024 election from taking place, which is something that we talked about last week, which is that which is something that nobody wants. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants either of those fucking guys, but that's what we're going to end up with. How do so many people in the United States hate both of those options, and yet those are still our choices? It's because the two parties work together to stifle any sort of competition. You just answered the question, and you did it quickly, and you did it concisely, and I am so happy that you were so smart, Corey Walsh, because that's that's exactly (laughs) Um, what it is. Because we're actually... We're uh, dabbling into uh, the uh, one of our topics for next week because that's a 30-minute conversation in itself. I want to talk about uh, Hugh from North Carolina. I want to talk about Wisconsin. And I want to talk about how the Democrats have spent $20 million uh, propping up extremists on the right side of the Republican Party because they think it'll be a cheaper uh, – or not cheaper, but an easier competition when it comes to the general election – and so stay tuned because next week we're going to talk about how the two parties constantly stifle new innovation. Yeah. Well, and these, these two parties just cling to nonsense. You got the Democrats yeah. clinging to, you know, woke culture and you got the, the Republicans just clinging to, to Trumpism. And it's just like, Oh God, you're both, you just, I just, I want to light you both on fire. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. You know, the founding fathers had it pretty good when they tarred and feathered a lot of people. <laughs> can we just, can we just, line, some... can we just put Biden and Trump right next to each other and just tar and feather the shit out of both of them and just make them, <laughs> just make America just heal. So much shit. We just talked so much shit. <laughs> about talking about jailing political nemesis and then we're like you're right you're right fuck that but then we're like tar and feather yeah that's fine we can tar and feather make us still run after yeah it's true i'm not trying to to throw him in prison i just want to embarrass him a little bit you know make him realize that you know i just want to pants him once or twice give him a little wet willy you know a nuggy that's 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 a fair that's a fair point though i that was my big that that was a very hypocritical moment i was right there with you and i was right there with you i'm like yeah fuck him tar and feather him i don't give a shit throw him on a log run him out of town and then I was like, "Oh wait, uh, oh man, oh wait!" <laughs> no, 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 no. I want, I want to thank you for calling out the hypocrisy there. That was fantastic because we need it. We try, we try to do that. Oh, as a show that we do try to call out our own hypocrisies as we call everyone else's out. We also try to call out our disparages and our missteps. And what did we find on up this now? show? Just the sloppy seconds, uh, and we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday. Uh, on this show, we've always been talking about bourbon. And how uh, mm. it's supposed to be bourbon. Bourbon, if it's true bourbon, it's made in Kentucky. But I have a friend who is a master distiller, and he and he's one of our biggest listeners on the show. And he clarified to me. He goes, "You guys are wrong. <laughs> the federal the law says that bourbon has." And he he's like, "I do this paperwork on the daily, so I know." Federal law of which bourbon is one of the most regulated liquors in the world, especially in America. Uh, federal law states that bourbon can be made a bourbon for it to be bourbon whiskey. It has to be made in America, not Kentucky. Right. And my, my response so there's Puritans was, that will say yes. that it has to be made in Kentucky, bourbon County or whatever. Yes, yes, but yes. legally, legally, that's not true. That is not true. But the purists say 
Purists be damned. Not distilled in Bourbon County, Kentucky. It ain't bourbon. That, that was my Purists burn witches also, so purists be damned. <laughs> that was my that was just my Mitch McConnell impression, that's all. <laughs> how do but I look, how do you I look, digress. How, do you, how do you look Back like a turtle? What? I was trying to look how like do you a look? turtle. <laughs> oh, Mitch McConnell's like this. <laughs> anyway. Is that a good uh, one? I I tr- well, you tried. You tried. For, <laughs> that's that's more than Mitch. That more than Mitch McConnell can say. For those just listening, we're going to try to uh, write this listing ship, uh, which is not at all easy. Uh, did you want to move on to our new secret military? Or it's not really new. It's just uh, Newsweek just found out about it a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. So it, it sounds like uh, Russia Gate when we when everyone freaked out about people influencing uh each other online and it sounds like that we did the same fucking thing um (laughs) signature (laughs) was that a good way to put it (laughs) signature reduction so there's this program that they use in our government and it's called signature it's called signature reduction and basically what it means is it's like reducing the footprint of somebody who is in covert operations in an ever increasing transparent world. So um, let me find it right here. Yeah. So the unprecedented shift I'm looking right now on my newsweek.com. The article is called Exclu- exclusive. That's an exclusive. Inside the mil- it's an exclusive dad. It is exclusive from newsweek inside the military oh, exactly. secret undercover army. So the, this, uh, the largest undercover force the world has ever known is the one created by the Pentagon over the past decade. Some 60,000 people now belong to the secret army, many working under mass identities and in low profile, all part of a broad program called Signature Reduction. The force, more than 10 times the size of the clandestine elements of the CIA, carries out domestic and foreign assignments, both in military uniforms and under civilian cover. In real life and online, sometimes hiding in private businesses and consultancies, some of them household name companies. The unprecedented shift has placed an even greater number of soldiers, civilians, and contractors working under false identities, partly as a natural result in the growth of secret special forces, but also as an intentional response to the challenges of traveling and operating in an increasingly transparent world. The explosion of Pentagon cyber warfare, moreover, has led to thousands of spies who carry out their day-to-day work in various made-up personas, the very type of nefarious operations the United States decries when Russian and Chinese spies do the same. So we're literally online trying to influence different things with these 60,000 people who have an untold amount of like fake personas that they deal with throughout the day. This article goes on to talk about this guy. They used a fake name called Darby. And his job is literally going to post offices and P.O. boxes, picking up uh, news like uh, mail for these fake personas that they have to create that have to do with social security numbers, paying off credit cards. They have to have open lines of credit, car payments, house payments, and things like that. It's a $900 billion operation of just creating fake people to just walk around and do stuff under false identities. Sorry, I was muted there. Um, the first thing I think of is, so I, I look at the line from, I want to say the th- 
second or third paragraph of the article, and it says, and yet the military developing this gigantic clandestine force challenges U.S. laws, the Geneva Conventions, uh, the Code of Military Conduct, and basic accountability. So I look at that, and I think to myself, okay, I can already tell you what the excuse is for this. Same as the the, the Patriot Act and the NSA and and Gotta all of after them terrorists, all man. of the other ridiculous bureaucracies, and now it's to the point where, well, you know, the Chinese are doing it, China's doing it, Russia's doing it, we got to do it too. And I always, whenever that comes about, right, I'm always like, okay, but who 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 did it first, and are we ever going to be able to prove it? You know what I mean? Like, would you ever be shocked if we, like, started all that nonsense? I would not be shocked one bit, Dan. In fact, I feel like that we probably were. If I was a betting man, I would put money on America starting at first. Yeah, this force is reportedly more than 10 times the size. Oh, no, we talked about that. The agents are trained to create secret identities for themselves, make disguises. You can assume fake identities online to pursue high-value targets. They manipulate biometric databases of foreign governments so agents can pass fingerprint checks, fingerprint checks, and false identities. And it's a new front in the covert warfare of a little-known espionage known as signature reduction. And it gives the U.S. deniability on sensitive missions and allows soldiers, civilians, and contractors to work under false identities. And even though signature reduction operatives have really outed, intelligent agents point to, to, to the 2013 arrests of American diplomat Ryan Fogel in Moscow as one such case. Yeah, some guy in Moscow was literally just there pretending to be a consultant for a company and he got busted and he had all these wigs. And like, like and it happened here too with a Russian. It was either Russian or a Chinese diplomat. But like they had Nokia phones and like on the surface, everyone is like, oh, this is what spying has gone to fake wigs and Nokia phones. Mm -hmm. But the Nokia phones don't have the same type of technology in them that our smartphones do. So they can't be tracked. And so these guys are just online, like just untold, like almost a billion dollars in money. Just going to these weird things where these people are just online. Like we like I could have you could have a million of us could have interacted with these people. And they could have been given us bad faith arguments to try to create narratives and influence social media. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. What's we crazy. know our CIA does this. Look at Project uh, Mockingjay or Mockingbird. Like there's MK Ultra. Like it's you want to get into the reads and put on tinfoil hats of stuff that's been proven that the CIA does. Right. This but isn't he, surprising to me. No, and that's but, and that's the problem, Corey. That's the problem. Yeah. The fact that I, you know, we read this art, we read this piece. I mean, and, and this is Newsweek, right? This isn't like some sort of, uh, you know, brushed aside as some weird conspiracy theorist, you know. No, we read Newsweek in school when we were kids. It, it, Remember, you get the little Newsweek little magazines. I mean, whether or not Newsweek is trustworthy or they're left wing or right wing doesn't really matter because this isn't really a left or right wing issue on this on this particular exclusive. And but the thing is, like, I look at this and I'm reading this and I'm going. Jesus Christ, if it were 1972 and something like this had come out, I mean it would be it would be in the history books. It would be uh I mean it would be J Edgar Hoover level overreach, right? I'm looking at this and I don't know that anybody is going to care. And that's that's the kind of shit that 
bothers me. Everyone's worried about Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop, guys. Trump. Trump. January January 6th. 6th. Oh, my God. When this shit is happening right under your fucking nose. And this isn't a left or right wing issue. Anybody who listens to us that's on the left or the right side of the spectrum is looking at this and going, wow, this is kind of fucked up. Right? Yeah, Would Congress you... has hasn't held one hearing on this subject. But Hunter Biden's laptop. But Hunter Biden's laptop. We have to man. put Trump in prison. Hillary Pedal belongs Pete. in jail. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just Meanwhile, sh- I wish I had my keys with me. Just go shiny keys over here. Meanwhile, we're being spied on by our own military, or at least that's what this is going to lead to. That it doesn't actually mention that in this article, which is also something we've already known. Not the, not the military though, Corey. The intelligence. Oh services. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's just it. Yeah. So like, every branch of the military has dipped into this, and this isn't just nine hundred million dollars spent. Like in total, it's nine hundred million annually. So wait, extrapolate that over 10 years. What are we talking about? I'm not good at math. Uh, what would that be? Some untold billions. Be, some untold billions. And that'd be like what? Nine point. It'd be 8.1 billion or something like that. Yeah, but we, homeless people. Math. But we can't fix it. Oh, numbers. We got to. Oh, math. Oh, math. The numbers of the alphabet. We got it. It doesn't matter because either way, it's an astronomical amount of money. It's a lot of money, Dan. (laughs) But uh, we can't fix homelessness. Shut up, you Marxist. Yeah, you goddamn leftist. I've probably been called a a right wing turd and a left wing turd just throughout this episode by somebody. You think so? I know. It's hilarious. I love I love the nuance. I love when I. talk to people and they try to say that we're just a bunch of libtards and it's like, Oh no, listen to one episode, bro. <laughs> just one episode. That's all you please need bro. Listen. One episode, bro, please. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's over there begging, begging. There's no, I love Jack. just telling people when they try to put us into a box and it's just like, you've never even listened to this show. Have you? You haven't. Because anyone who has an open mind, it will. And things will piss well, you off. I and mean, things will, you know. If the day ever comes that we're canceled, then it just means we've made it. That's all that means. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually looking forward to that day, Corey. I'm looking forward to the day where we get called out and canceled. I can't wait. I'm excited for that day. I know we're trying. The eight fans we have, help best. us out. Help us out. Share us. Get us canceled. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, what we're looking for. Hashtag cancel us. <laughs> is that a new merch drive? Should we make some t-shirts? Please cancel us. That is how you get Please famous in, in America today. Uh, yeah. Anyway, did you, was there anything else you want to say about this? I mean, I, I don't mean to be like brush it aside, but it's like I can't believe how unsurprised I am by this. Yeah, when I saw this, like after WikiLeaks drops and seeing a bunch of shit and you read about Michael Hastings and all this sort of stuff like that, that when you see this, it's like, are you surprised? I, I mean, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm a little... Because we talked about the whole informant thing. You remember when we were talking about how uh, the government spent, what was it, like $654 million on uh, informants or something like that over 10 years? So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Let's see if it does. <laughs> the polling numbers say different, but you know what? We're just going to go for it because you listen here, Jack. 
<laughs> all he left was a batch of hepatitis on the toilet seat. That's all he left. Um, so I think I made this banner for next week. I don't know why I put this on politically driven narratives at the expense of a. T- oh nope, not that yeah, one. We're, political we're- aspirations causing anyone with the brain uncomfortable perspiration. But I think that had to do with the sixty nine number and stuff like that. Sixty nine. Um, <laughs> uh, do oh, we, do man, we... I made this good banner right here for nah, for Biden. Uh, throw it up there. Uh, did you? I blew it. I mean, we already talked about the, nat- the, the 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 gas exports, right? We 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 didn't miss that. Big Dick Biden. <laughs> Someone just called him Big Dick Biden, and the it's prob- old Big Dick Biden. I would imagine that it's proportional. I feel like there is probably only one person that calls him Big Dick Biden, and it's and not it's Jill. Himself. I was going to say, and it's not, and it's not Jill. <laughs> do, you, do you think? Do you think Jill Biden? Do you think Jill Biden uh, compares uh, Joe's penis to a breakfast burrito? <laughs> yeah, it, it, he's like, "What do you think? You want to call me Big Dick Biden, baby?" She's like, "No, there's so many different diverse penises that it's like a it's like a breakfast taco." <laughs> Your penis has has the diversity of a breakfast taco. Your penis is so proportionate to the size of your body, Biden. Mm. I, th- huh? I think. Wasn't your Jack? I think you would want to. I think you would want it to look more like a burrito than a taco, though. Don't you think? Ninety-two percent said if I did, they'd go. <laughs> I'm actually trying to think about what my penis would look like if it looked like either, and I'd just be like, "Well, I need." <laughs> if my penis looked like either, my first response would be like, "Oh yeah, I need to go to the hospital." <laughs> it's a good thing we have that ground girl. beef or <laughs> ground beef or just folded flaps. Yeah, no, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> it's, a good thing, it's a good thing we have that uh, that uh, that uh, American healthcare system, isn't it? Uh, yeah, did you did you want to update the folks on the uh, the the ten year old? I don't really mean to jump right into this, but the uh, the ten year old rape victim that had to leave Ohio to go to Indiana to get an abortion. Yeah, so this one was when we talked on our when we talked about uh, show prep two days ago. This story came out, and uh, there was some people asking questions about it rightfully so because it was a story that came out with kind of like the you know the cart before the horse type of thing to where the wheels picked up to where even Washington Post was posting like their 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 headline was a one source story gained viral attention to where everyone was kind of side-eyeing it to where it's like it was the perfect headline to come out after Roe v. Wade is overturned. And it's something that still like holds true to where it's something that's like, well, obviously this is why we can't have blanket bans because things like this could happen. But then for about a week or whatever, as the story marinated that, uh, did you just take my banner down? I was just editing it and adding an apostrophe, Corey Walsh. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> Aubrey would be happy. <laughs> I actually just lost it. Where'd it go? Hang on. I'll find it. Keep going. And uh, so, so like the story, everyone was asking questions. They're like, okay, yeah, so this 10-year-old was raped in Ohio, but they had legitimate questions like how come there wasn't anyone in that state arrested for raping a 10-year-old? And then the doctor kept hiding behind HIPAA 
about questions and obviously we don't need that we don't need to know the 10 year old's name she's just trying to get on with her life so there was a lot of holes in it so everyone was like well what the fuck is going on so i just found this article like as we were talking about this this actually came out today because we were going to actually talk about how we had sloppy seconds and we need to put this one on pause to figure things more out the name of the uh the person who raped the uh, little girl actually came out and he's a 27 year old Gerson Fuentes and he's, he's been charged with and confessed to raping the girl. And he, I guess he like actually messed with her twice. And all of these people who are coming out, like uh, Jim Jordan from uh, Ohio was like, Oh, it's another lie. And then it was surprised. And then all these guys had to go back and delete tweets. And then now they're all trying to shift it to, Thank God this guy was arrested. And now there's uh it immediately got thrown back into the political escape, but there's a redirection happening where they're trying to change the narrative because now all of a sudden it's an illegal immigrant that raped this 10 year old girl. Corey, I, I, I just to interrupt you for a second. Like, I think that is one of the things that makes me really happy that I'm not the kind of person that just, and, and I think you're this way as well, which is probably really good for our show and our brand Neither of us are the kind of person that just wants to take to Twitter immediately and say something. Because what you just right. said about Jim Jordan, it's like, it is it is so fucking easy to make yourself look like an asshole. It's so easy to make yourself look uninformed and stupid. And that applies to right-wingers and left-wingers absolutely, absolutely just as easily. So mm-hmm. for anybody who listens to our show, if you don't, if you wonder why we don't tweet, why we don't, you know, throw up Facebook posts or Instagram stuff or, or TikToks right away, this is, this is exactly why. Th- yeah. We don't want emotional knee jerk reactions. It's Usually senseless. when I share stuff, it's like it's, a, it's it's a meme. But let, let me add to that by saying that that doesn't mean that Corey and I don't have like emotional reactions to things that we see or hear, but often these things change. He and I talk to each other about them. We gotta let them percolate. We have a text thread and often, and maybe, maybe we'll release one of these one day, Corey, that might be kind of fun. One of our text threads, as we're trying to, work through these things it's sometimes Corey will point out well yeah but this also happens so maybe that's not exactly right and sometimes i'll go yeah but this this didn't happen and this also happened maybe that's not exactly accurate and we kind of talk we talk each, each other down we talk each other off ledges and we and, and i think our conversations is what i wish like a micro i wish that it could be like a microcosm of what takes place on social media it never will but this is a great example of that with with the, this, the story of this 10-year-old girl because it's, first of all, any 10-year-old girl getting raped, right? Obviously, an automatic fucking tragedy, right? Yeah. But immediately, immediately it gets politicized. Immediately. And mm-hmm. we, and we in, a, in, a, in our own special way, kind of fell for it last week when we started talking about it. I still think we got a good conversation out of it, and I hope you, you'll go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it yet. Oh, well, um, yeah, because like at, at the point now, what we said last week still stands, but in our show prep on Tuesday, we were ready to come on. But like this literally dropped like two hours, two or three hours before the show. We were literally ready to come on and go, okay, everyone, I know we said this last week, but pause. There's no verification of this story. And then 
now the name came out and so they it, it's it was almost like oh game on you know <laughs> fucking uh wayne's world when they're in the street playing hockey car car <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what we said on tuesday like oh car <laughs> and so we paused and we were going to come on and say everyone and then we we're going to use this as an example to talk about how we got to be careful we got to verify sources and things like that and it's real easy to get caught up in the uh the mainstream media narrative on things. Luckily, we don't have to really do a hard sloppy seconds on this, but it's still an opportunity for us to say like, everyone just really needs to not have the knee jerk nuclear button reaction to things when they read them. We need to verify our sources. Yeah. Cause there was, we a need to do things there. like this. There was a minute there with In- the story where it was like, Ooh, wait, hold on. Did this really, did this really happen? Right? I mean, that's that's basically what we were getting at. Right. I think we just had someone rap in the comments. <laughs> Did we? What does this say? Read it, Corey. I got a question. Why are they hating on me? I ain't doing none to them, but vote for Donnie and put my team on. And now the whole click stunning, mix some Miri jeans with a mega hat. How I get my swag on Brody boomed a Democrat. Like, why the fuck you voted for Joe? She voting mega, so I like her. That boy in the air, let me light up. She voting Joe, then her time up. No, I never cared. I'm a slimer. <laughs> so yeah. I got a question why they hating on me. I ain't. <laughs> I don't know the beat. I hope, I think it's a rap song, but I don't know the beat. So I'm reading it white as fuck. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Why they hating on me? You're going to read it white as fuck. Mega the gangster. Is that Trump himself? Is that Trump's pseudonym? Is he a rapper? It's true. It is. It's him. It's him. I'm so happy to have I think him. he came in, dropped that, and left. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be the first channel he's dropped that on. Or she, or Zim, or Zer, or they. Him or her, or they them. or them. No, I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume either, Corey. Uh, Wait, that might get us canceled, though. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Hashtag cancel us. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. We got we got to get the shirts made. Hashtag cancel libservative. Like like what South Park did. You remember when South Park did that, right? Hashtag cancel South Park. Trey and Matt started it before anybody else could start it. So they made money off of it. Isn't that brilliant? So you're saying what we need to do is we need to make an out of context clip of you being racist. Yes. <laughs> Not me. I don't want to be that person. Me being racist. <laughs> we'll make it of you. Me being racist. You being a misogynist. And then we'll just roll with it. It'll play really well. We're both white guys. It'll, I mean, it'll be easy to do. <laughs> we can literally just put a picture of either of us and say, this guy said this. And, and everyone will believe it right away. And then they laughed about it. And then they laughed about we'll, it. We'll, we'll be on The View in, in three days. In three days, Whoopi Goldberg will be I talking wished. about how racist we are. I'll go on. Who's going? To, so when we have to do PR, who's going on in the front for us? Oh, to, like to help? Oh, what do you mean? Who's going on to when help us? When we're doing the PR fucking stunt to try to cover our asses or whatever, who's being the uh, the publicist? Who's being the PR guy? Who's going to do the interviews? Rudy Giuliani, duh. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the polls, Jack. <laughs> All I know is if I'm going on The View, even though it's filmed, like, what do they film that at? Well, they like two in the afternoon the day before or whatever. 
It's I'm going Steve wasted. Har- it's the same time Steve Harvey's taping Family Feud, so that's what I'm watching. I'm if I'm having to do some sort of bullshit like PR stunt like that, I'm either going to drop a bunch of psychedelics or just go hammered. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna go straight. <laughs> you just mean that, like me. I'm just over here like, yeah, it's fucking. You're just sitting there all like, wear a Tucker Carlson bow tie. <laughs> Have to. I go, can I, wait, can, I, can I, I go? Hold on. Can I look like Tucker when he's talking? Can I look? Can I always just look like I smell the fart? Like look in the camera like this. Yeah, and I'll go. I'll go blitzed on acid in blackface. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just go in a dress. I guess I'll just go in a dress. It'd be, per- be perfect. And just say everyone here looks. We're not what tonight. you think we are. Yeah. <laughs> and you, that's gotta be that's gotta be a good time to end the show. Did we miss anything? Um, it's a short one. I don't think so. Yeah, I like these slow weeks. That where was we can a kinda, short one. We can kind of, you know, uh, we talked about that on Tuesday too. It was a little bit of a slower week. But the slower weeks give us the opportunity to talk about things like the signature reduction, this nefarious underground fucking network going on to where everyone's freaking out saying the Russians are influencing social media when it's very clear that there is a ton of influence happening from every government on social media. And that being said, everything you read, everything you see on social media before you share it, before you post it, verify it with one or two sources, take the five minutes to make sure that it's true. Just because it's a meme and because you agree with it, don't be mean Patricia that Arquette. True. You heard me. Yeah, don't be a Jim Jordan. <laughs> don't be a Patricia Arquette. Don't be anyone who just knee jerk. Don't be a fucking uh, George Takai. Don't be an occupied Democrat. Oh, isn't it a shame don't what's be... happened to George Takai? Isn't it just a shame? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I don't really know. I don't know. I just know he's some gay Asian guy. And I knew he was on Star Trek, right? He used to be, yeah, he used to be uh, really fun to listen to when it came to political commentary, but now it's just wokeness. So was that him that changed or was that you? Uh, You know, that's a good question. No, it was definitely him. Wait. Hold on. Maybe I'm projecting. I'll get back to you next week, Corey. (laughs) Write that one down. (laughs) Write that one down. Uh, who changed? No, I, no, I, 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 I gotta say it was him, right? Because that could be your monologue for next week. There you go, Dan. Maybe because I, I look at people like it's not just George Takai; it's people like Howard Stern. Man, what the fuck? Yeah, happened no, to Howard and it's, Stern. And it's interesting because it's like it goes back to when me and you first met in person. We were at uh, your aunt's house, and we were sitting there, and we were both kind of like it was like for some birthday party or whatever. And me and you were both kind of sitting there, and everyone else was kind of doing their thing. And I think we both got the uh, the vibe that we were both kind of like the outsiders. And we were sitting there drinking a beer, and like this politics came up, and it was the first time we ever met. And you asked me, and you said, "Now, do you think your views changed on things, or did the left? I think you used the word left at the time push you more to the right." And I said, well, I think that my principles never really changed. I just think that they constantly go a little bit more crazy, more and more on the left. And you're like, yeah, I kind of feel the same. And then it lied for like a year and a half. And then we started the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's like, you know, you can't, I'm never, I'm never going to be 
it, it's funny because you you get when 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 you have conversations like that with people that are that are on the right. Like I'm never going to fucking be a Republican, right? I mean, I'm not gonna say never, but it's like some serious things have to change on the conservative side for me. The to party ever, would have to change, right? Like. For me to say I'm a dem, if I'm ever going to say that I'm a Democrat, the party has to change, not me. Right? Just because, just because the, just because the Democrats have pushed me away, doesn't mean I'm any less liberal than I was before. It doesn't mean I'm any less left than I was before. The party's the is what is what is moving to the right. That that you that you know for sure. The Democratic yeah. Party has has certainly just slowly, basically since Reagan, just a little bit. Just each time moved a little the ratchet bit further effect. to the right. Yeah. So, you know, it's not. Uh, this guy, Dr. Jaws, welcome to the show. I think it's the first time I've seen your name. He just said, today's liberalism becomes tomorrow's conservatism. And it's uh, it's interesting he says that because I forget who says it, but it's a quote. And it says, if you're young and you're not a liberal, you have no you heart. You have no heart. If you're old and you are a liberal, you have, you have no, no brain. brain. Yeah. Well, look, I, th- I, I think. I've heard that before, and I don't. But there's nuance, and that just exa- goes back to the principle. Exactly of right. Show. Like I get, I I totally get that as like a something like like you would put up on your bar wall, right? Like it's it's a nice little like live, laugh, love, right? Like you oh, put that up, you put that up on your throw, a happy throw, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, same shit, yeah, yeah, and it's it's exactly what, it, yeah, I get that, but uh, yeah, no, it's I haven't really changed my like. My opinions change as the facts change. Pray tell, what do you do? Yeah, pray tell, what do you do, kind sir? Um, is that it? Is that all we got for today, Dan? Gotcha, bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like and enjoyed the show. If you uh, hopped in a little bit late, like uh, Doctor Jaws at eight forty eight, once the oh, that was a rhyme right there. You like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When the uh, stream ends, I encourage you to go back and watch the whole thing. Um, we uh, Libservative can be found on all your social media and podcast platforms. We are on Facebook at Libservative. We are on Instagram and uh, Twitch and Twitter at Libservative Pod. We you can find our transcripts of the monologues that we read on the show on Libservative Podcast at WordPress.com. We are on TikTok. I promise eventually we're going to make videos again. I was doing really good there, and then I stopped, and Dan never made any. And I'm terrible. I'm so bad. <laughs> That's I'm at Lip Service Podcast. I'm going to the gym. I'm trying to lose some weight. I'll take Make him on the fucking treadmill. I'll take my shirt off and do one for you. Uh, at Planet Fitness, as you slam down weights. Not Planet Fitness. What do I look like? Where do you go? La Fitness? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Everyone calls it LA, but it's French. It's La Fitness. <laughs> Um, you can reach out to us directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe. If you happen to, if you like the show and you want to listen to one of our podcasts, give a rating, give a rating. It helps, helps us. It makes us look better with the algorithms and tell a friend. This is something that you guys can talk about while you smoke a joint or drink a beer or, uh, enjoy any sort of crutch you have cup of coffee and don't whatever it is you do. And don't forget hashtag cancel libservative he's been Corey walsh and he has been dan griffin this has been libservative and we are out of here Clear the polls jack we the people cannot stand that